Hi, I'm Jonathan Stiano. I'm going to talk about five do's and don'ts for contacting your database. So the first do, which is probably the most important of the whole thing, is do contact your database. We've all got a database of patients, of GPs, of colleagues, people have been to clinic, people who we've operated on, people have inquired, and we don't use it. We just don't use it. So I implore you, please use it. Please contact them. Please show them that you care. Show them who you are. Show them what your values are, your ethics are. Contact your database. So the first thing to do is to understand the importance of this. Please, number one, contact your database. Number two, if you're going to contact your database, which you should, use appropriate software. So if you use CRM software, it is much more efficient, effective, safer, better for you, better for them. It will allow you to have stats, you can have you can get open rates, you can get click-through rates, you can get the number of bounces, number of complaints you can get a lot of analysis from the CRM software and you can use free software like MailChimp or you can use paid for software there's loads I use Infusionsoft but some kind of software will allow you to get some stats behind your emails and will have other benefits which I'll talk about in a minute it will also allow you to use what's called merge fields which means that you can merge the, the name so you can say hi John uh, just touching in with you you know you came to the clinic last week hope everything's going all right or whatever even in the subject line you can put um, um, merge merge in the name so the subject line could say um, would you like a virtual consultation Tony question mark you might feel a bit uncomfortable using too many merge fields it might feel a bit too conversant which wouldn't be the way that you would normally speak to patients so you've got to do it which in a way that feels comfortable for you and the other thing is I would say hopefully you're going to start using uh, your database more and emailing your 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 list more and you can test it you can see what works and what doesn't work which again is with your CRM software will tell you this is getting a good open rate this is getting a good engagement rate a good click-through rate so it's using CRM software I would say is very very helpful I wouldn't say necessarily essential but extremely helpful the third point that you must do if you're gonna uh, be using your database is to segment your database so you need to chunk your database down so you are sending out a fewer portions of emails to a more engaged audience so for instance I have segmented my database in terms of people who've inquired but not been to the clinic people who've been to the clinic but not had a procedure and people who've had a procedure I've also segmented it in terms of the type of procedure they're interested in so someone might be interested in mole removal breast implants tummy tuck whatever so with that means that then when I send an email out I can send an email about what things you need to look out for in a mole to people who've inquired about mole removal and I can send an email out about how long breast implants last to people who've had uh, breast augmentation or how to manage scars to people who had surgery so you can send relevant information out to a smaller subset of patients on your database and it makes it much more effective and it avoids you getting uh, annoyed people by saying I didn't want this information and it's not helpful to me 
The fourth do is do put a call to action, a CTA. You need a call to action on your email. You need to think what is the point of this email. So the point of the email might be to book a virtual consultation, for instance. It might be to give us a ring. It might be to follow me on Instagram. It might be to uh, check out my uh, Facebook post or to look at my blog or to go to my website to get some more information. It doesn't really matter what it is, but you have to have something. You've got to have a think, what is the reason of this, uh, this point of sending this app? this email and then you can monitor it and you can measure it. You can measure the click-through rate uh, to measure the effectiveness of the email. So the open rate will tell you the effectiveness of the subject line, broadly speaking. The, the, the subject line will then get the email opened and then the click-through rate will give you the effectiveness of the email content because you want to get uh, the, the call to action actioned which as I say might be visiting your website or going to your Instagram page. And it's really important to think what do I want people to do and finally, the really important thing on every email has to have an unsubscribe link. A lot of people worry about sending out emails to people who haven't opted in to having emails within terms of GDPR. There's two things you need to do in order to be compliant with GTR, GPR, GDPR. You need to have uh, demonstrate that there is a legitimate interest. So if you go back to segmenting your database, and you are just sending stuff about what to look out for in a mole in people who have inquired about moles and you're not sending it to everybody you're sending it to people who've inquired about moles there's a tendency to think I'll oh, send it to everybody no just send it to the people who've inquired about moles then you can demonstrate there's a legitimate interest and secondly you need to have an unsubscribe link on it on every email and if you use email software like MailChimp or Infusionsoft or one of the others then you cannot send an email out to people without the unsubscribe link. It is hardwired into the email. So you need to give people an option for unsubscribing. And it amazes me how many people still do that. It's usually for overseas. I get these emails. People are trying to sell me lasers and stuff like that. I don't do anything to do with lasers. Don't don't really have any wish to have anything to do with lasers. And I'm desperate to unsubscribe, but there's no unsubscribe link on the email. There needs to be an easy way for people to unsubscribe for your email. So follow those five do's and you won't go far wrong. But wait a minute, I've got some don'ts. Okay, equally important, I've got my five don'ts. These are the don'ts in terms of contacting your database. Now the number one don't, the big one, don't CC all, right? Now I'm talking to you who's not using software like MailChimp or what have you. If you use MailChimp or Infusionsoft, you can't do this. But I'm talking to the people, and I would say the amateurs, but to be honest with you, I've had some quite big companies do this. They sent out, email, the hospitals, some of the hospitals have done this to me, they sent out an email and the massive CC list of all the doctors that work in the hospital. That is a massive no-no. Don't do that for several reasons. First of all, GDPR. You are sharing those. You are giving me those doctors' email addresses. That is wrong. You are sharing those doctors' email addresses and they could rightfully be annoyed about that. So you're giving everybody's email address to everybody. Secondly, you get the guy's replies. No, I can't make it to the Christmas party. No, I've got my. I've got to babysit the children that night. Sorry, and everybody gets the email because they do reply to all, and everyone gets these these emails saying, "Oh, I'm sorry, I can't make it to your virtual consultation. Consultation. Thanks for asking." Everyone gets unprofessional, bad for um, information commissioner officer won't be happy with it. It's just bad and wrong on all levels, and this is the people who are doing it 
who listen to me and saying, oh, you've got to contact your, your database, and they just dump all their email addresses into Outlook or Gmail or whatever. That's a no-no. That's a wrongy. I'm not. That's a don't. That's my number one don't. So what do you do then? Well, if you're not going to use a CRM, uh, a CRM software or an email software like MailChimp, then the way to do it, if you do want to use your normal software like Outlook or Gmail, is you make an email contact, and the name of the email contact is undisclosed recipients, and the email address is your email address. And then you send your email out to your the, this email, the email you want to send out, and you send it to that contact. So it goes to undisclosed recipients, and you blind copy everybody that you want to send the email to. And therefore, everybody who receives it just receives an email from undisclosed recipients. If they reply to the email, it just goes back to you because that's your email address, and no one sees all the email addresses that are on the uh, on the list. So that's the safe way to do it if you are going to use Gmail or Outlook, but you're much better off using software like MailChimp or one of the other types of email software. So the second don't is don't write too much. It's very common for people to write reams and reams and you're usually writing on a computer. People are consuming this, people are viewing this on a phone. So test it out, look at it on a phone. Don't write big paragraph, big chunks. Remember the point of the subject line is to get the email opened and the point of the email is to get the call to action actioned. So all you're trying to do is to get them to click on the link to either request a virtual consultation or to go to your website to find more information or to follow you on Instagram. So the email should be succinct. Try and avoid big paragraphs. I often do one sentence per paragraph and big use bold, uh, bold certain areas of it so it's easy for, for people glancing through it to see exactly what you want them to do. So don't write too much in your emails. And thirdly, don't email people too often. Now that's probably not going to be a problem for you because you haven't emailed anyone at all yet, but don't think, oh yeah, that's a really good idea, and then you start sending emails out uh, every week. What you need to do is send fewer emails out to a more segmented audience. So you might send their emails out every week or every month, but you're not necessarily sending all the emails out to everybody. So this comes back to segmentation up there. You need to send it to a relevant group of people, and then you're much more to ha likely to have engagement to stop, uh, uh, to, to avoid having people uh, being annoyed with you. So don't send out every email to everybody. Don't think, oh yeah, people, anyone's going to be interested in moles and what you look out for in a mole. So I'll send it out to all my tummy tuck patients and my breast patients. No, just send it out to the people who've inquired about a mole. Send relevant information out to the relevant people. Don't be falling into the trap to think that everyone might be interested in it. Number four, don't have multiple calls to action. Goes a bit along the lines of don't write too much. Don't think I'm going to say follow me on Instagram and give me a ring to book a consultation and also visit my website to read my blog. That's three separate emails. So each email ideally should just have a one call to action. Don't be, don't be tempted to have multiple calls to action in an email. It's confusing and you they, people get overwhelmed and they get choice paralysis, as, it, as it's called. So just give them one call to action. So follow me on Instagram. That is the point of that email. And then another email is phone me to book a virtual consultation. And then another email is go to my website to look at the information uh, about 
about this or that. Now, by all means, you can have an email signature where you've got your Instagram and your phone number and your email and contact details on it, but the point of the email, the reason you're sending out the email should just have one call to action per email. And finally, don't worry about unsubscribes particularly when you're starting. When you're starting, if you haven't got a segmented database, obviously, prospectively, hopefully, you'll be able to segment your database. But if you've just got a big chunk of patients who are not really very well segmented and you start sending emails out to them, then it might have to be slightly less relevant and there might be people who haven't heard from you for years. And so you might get people unsubscribing. You might get people who are annoyed. Don't be put off. Anyone who unsubscribes, it's right that they unsubscribe. You don't want to be sending them information if they don't want to receive the information. And in fact, you should embrace the unsubscribes. And what you should actually do is put on the emails, look, I have email sequences that I send out to patients. And on the bottom of every one, it says, if you don't want any more emails, please let me know. You know, I've got some other emails I send out to people who other people like you have found informative click here if you'd rather not receive them. You know, you actually want them to unsubscribe because you don't want to be sending out emails to people who don't want to receive them. But don't be put off if you get an angry email or if you get a, a, someone who says, look, that's um, not welcome. Don't write your contact, don't content, don't plan your, your strategy based on those people. Plan your strategy based on your ideal patient the person who really does want to hear from you because they may well not write back and say thanks for the email. They'll just read it and think, oh, that was good. And so it's much more likely for people to write back and be nasty. Don't let that put you off. Don't let that sway you. You'll probably get more than your fair share to start with. But as you start to segment your database, as you start to send out more relevant emails, and as you once you start to realize that what you're sending out is value, you're not asking for stuff. You're not Every email shouldn't be say book a consultation, book a consultation. It should be about five to one really of value versus you taking something back. So five of your emails should be value driven. Here's some information about fa facelifts, how, they, how long they last. Here's some information about breast implants, what the different types are. Here's some information about knee pain or chest pain or headaches or whatever, general information. And then one email, five of those, and then one email. If you want to book a consultation, we're offering virtual consultations, and now the clinic's open on Tuesday evenings, and I'm happy to take calls and give advice or what have you. So the emails should be value-driven, and if you keep your emails underpinned by your ethics, your values, if you make that clear with your emails, then you're much more less likely to get angry people. If you say, look, this is information I'm trying to give you, and you put on the email, look, if you don't want any more information, if you don't want me to send you more information, please let me know and I will take you off the mailing list, then hopefully you can mitigate any anger or any negative feedback. Because at the end of the day, all of this is about giving a better service to patients. You're trying to do a good thing. And it is a good thing to engage, to nurture, to show your email list you care, and to deliver value. Particularly now that we're stuck in the barracks and we can't talk to patients, we can't see them in person, we've got to start producing more content, but also we've got to utilize our database in order to get that content out there. It's all very well putting more content on your on your website or, or, or what have you. If no one sees it, then it's no good. So you need to get into the habit of contacting your database, delivering value, follow these five do's, five don'ts, and I hope you won't go far wrong, but please let me know. Uh, I'm interested to hear from you. I'm interested to help if I can. I hope that's been helpful and I'll see you next time.